five, four, three, two. What up, y'all? Welcome to Here's the Thing. I'm Kevin on stage. She's an angel. Angel and I will be in separate places at least for the month of June and sometime in July. It's summer vacations. We're taking our boys on HBCU college tour. Uh, I say that to say, if you are watching the podcast, some of the main episodes will likely be old bonus episodes. On weeks where we can only do one new episode, that will likely be for the Patreon. Listen, if you're not on Patreon, let me tell you what you're missing. Not only bonus content, stuff you people don't get to see in extra episode, here's the thing. What you're really missing is the community. People of like mind, sound belief, we have a good time. We got the Discord, we talk, we share. There's a lot of posts that I post on Patreon that never see the light of day elsewhere. Otherwise, that's what you're missing. But what you're also missing is great episodes. You want to know how we feel about Derek Jackson and his wife in full? Uh, we have a full episode about that. You're going to get 10, 15 minutes of it, and then Josh is going to cut it off at the best possible time to entice you to join the Patreon. It's a couple bucks well spent. Um, they are the reason that our Bald Brothers tour sold out. When the Here's the Thing tour gets announced, wherever those first three, four, or five cities are, they will have first dibs on those tickets. And it has happened in Patreon history that cities have been sold out. DC, there was a show sold out that I did, never even got to be public. New York, show sold out that I did, never got to be public. The cities that sell the fastest are the ones that are going to be chosen for the first part of the tour. I say all that to say... Don't miss out. Your blessing is over there. Before we begin, I want to say this to my friend Angel, who is a dear friend. Count, I count it joy, her friendship. She's amazingly talented. She is having a, a revival. There's a revival of her <clears throat> ability in the One Margarita song. If, if you haven't heard it, it's going crazy on TikTok right now. Give me one margarita, I'ma open my leg. Margaritas, I'm gonna give you some head. Give me three margaritas, I'm gonna put it in my puss. Give me five margaritas, I'm gonna put it in my tush. Give me five margaritas, I'm gonna get some fun. Give me five margaritas, I'm gonna put it in your puss. Okay. <laughs> now, there's also this where Mimi the Funny One has made a dance to this uh, that I think is is hilarious. Let's watch that as together as a as a family yes <laughs> love the tuck jump <sighs> number one song on billboard top 100 tiktok songs of the year you know I always knew one day this would happen. I just didn't know it would be a margarita song. No, it is crazy. Like I went to see who had made videos off of this sound. And mm -hmm. what's crazy is I'm so used, used to my content only uh, mostly reflecting or affecting, excuse me, people who look like me or people who look like they would be in the demographic that I am in. 
But to see little skinny white girls, to see uh, TikTok bears, big hairy white gay men, to see. Girls going to take your song and run up a bag on you. That's when you know you done made it. When Charlie D'Amelio gets a brand deal from uh, from Don Julio and, and gets 100K off of your one margarita song. And be like, and somebody going to pay me. This is the difference. The other people that be getting taken advantage of, they don't be knowing no good attorneys nor having no. the money to. I Let's do. See, I've been telling Angel and Josh we should make an album, right? Of like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't even want to talk about this, Kevin. Together, I've been telling them for so long, and this song just reminded me of how. I mean, between the three of us, Josh, he's got music capabilities. <laughs> okay, everybody's leaving me. Let me tell you what, y'all. While they're gone, I'm going to leave them out of the stream so I can tell you the truth. Guys, there's so much between us. I mean, we can really make... Don't put your... Cap. Don't put it in, Cap. Josh. Cap. Don't control it, Josh. <laughs> no, no, you're, trying to mute, you're trying to mute what Angel has to say that's the truth and facts. We're not doing that today. <laughs> We're not. You know, one thing that... I quickly learned about my unruly cousin, Kevin, that I possibly did not know when I was just following him as a social media influencer, was his musical capabilities and talents. I found that out when me and him did the un untouchable BB and CC Winans and song. Uh, Joshua being very connected to the music industry and knowing more about the music industry than more than me or Kevin put together. It only seemed right for us to put out something because the fact of the matter is me, this is in one way that we are like me and Kevin can write songs really fast. Really easily. Very easy. It's not hard for either one of us to write songs, but you know, our friend Kevin he has so many big dreams that we find out randomly <laughs> that, you know, I understand he can't, it's, he can't, what they say, you can have it all, but sometimes not all at the same time. So, you know, we understand Kevin, you know, one minute he's making a phenomenal a show ready that is television ready. Next, he's trying to get to Madison Square Garden. Next, I, you know, I don't, I, it's hard to know where things fall on his dream list. So, yeah, I don't know if there'll ever be an unruly uh, cousin. There will be, guys. We need to sit down and get, Josh, where are the beats? I've been asking you for years for the beats. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that to Joshi? You know, he sent us a folder. I didn't get it. That must have been the Wi-Fi. I didn't, that I was two years ago almost, Kevin. What? What? That this this poor baby can't focus. That is Kev got a little touch, touch of that ADHD. He do got a little touch of it. Let he me tell you what though. The the word for the our Lord and Savior for my career uh moving forward is strategic moves. Amen. I done I done done a lot of stuff off the cuff. I done made a lot of choices quickly. And I've learned this. And honestly, some of this comes from my desire not to just be doing everything all the time. This tour, I end up being on tour almost a full calendar year. Uh, and I'm just like, there got to be a better way. 
And and it's not like I don't want to go on tour because I love performing live, but I ain't gonna hold you. I don't necessarily love doing three and four club uh nights, two and three, getting back at 12 a.m. I'm tired. I'm tired. And if that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do, but it ain't what I got to do. All right. Now, before we get into the, the title, I want to take a moment and acknowledge that we lost a legend last week. As you you if you're not on the Patreon, we're shooting this Friday, May 26th. So it's this week that we lost her. Um, Tina Turner passed away at 83. Um, mm. And it's so interesting. Right. I'm 40 years old. I, I I feel like I've known about Tina Turner my entire life. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I definitely don't remember not knowing about her. Um I remember first like hearing Let Good Love in the City. And I remember her I remember hearing stories that she had her legs uh insured. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was but I remember hearing that story. I remember seeing her legs as a young man and being like, Wow, I do like those. I I do like that way that is uh but i was i will say until i watched her documentary i was grossly unaware of how big of a global star she was um what's got to do with it the movie where angela bassett portrayed her and the fact that she didn't i don't think she even got an oscar nomination for that is beyond me she should have won an oscar if you ask me but um she was uh introduced to um introduced but that movie became synonymous with her, um, her and Lawrence Fisher. I mean, uh, Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fisher. But I think she lived her last couple years in Switzerland, if I if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I just want to say, rest in peace to an icon. Um, she's amazing. She's fantastic, and I hope simply she- the best. Simply the best. That song she probably got paid. So much from that, because in the eighties and nineties, that that song was on commercials. I feel like I heard it weekly. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it was used like a lot of times. Mm-hmm. She she uh, Tina was she was one of a kind. For I felt like most of my life, like I'm sure there are predecessors who uh, people could point to to be like, oh, she got a lot of this from this person or this from this person. But in my lifetime, I couldn't really point to anybody that gave that Tina that rock and roll feel like most black women. By the time we were born, they were very much so shoved into R&B and then some hip hop. And then they eventually branched out to like pop. But she was like rock and roll to me, um, which is, uh, which is, you know, it, like I said, one of a kind, one of a kind. And it's so sad because that's to me eight, to pass at 80 something. If it is not for being sick, that still seems young to me. Like that. So it's so unfortunate. I wish I she's somebody that I would have loved to see perform live. Um, unless somebody said Tina walks or Beyonce, I will say out of all of the people who came before Beyonce, I see more Tina influences than anybody else. 
the mm -hmm. legs for sure. The like, you gonna see these legs until I am gone. That is Beyonce to the blonde hair, even very Tina Turner. So she's a she's icon. She's an icon. She's an icon. Rest in peace, Tina. Um, you look amazing. You looked amazing in the picture. She's taken so many pictures. I was like, man. And the movie, uh, <clears throat> she all she wanted was the name. And she rebuilt her whole thing. I think she sold her catalog like a year or two ago. Uh, but I'm glad in her last couple of years she got to have uh, peace. So with that, we bid you adieu. And we'll take a break. Hear from one of our sponsors. And we're so glad that our sponsor for this episode is Chime. Good money habits start with your very first paycheck. And if you just scored your first job, you got an opportunity to jumpstart healthy financial journey. And that's what you want, okay? Because adulting can be hard. And one of the ways to make it easier is if your financial journey is a healthy one. When you sign up for Chime and link a qualifying direct deposit, you get access to benefits like getting paid up to two days early, and fee-free overdraft up to $200. And with Chime, there's no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and no deposit required to become a member. So sign up for a Chime checking account today to link your paycheck. It only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash SK. SK. That's Chime.com slash SK. SK. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Corp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See Chime.com slash spot me. Spot me. <laughs> So the reason this episode is titled this, this was a whole discussion on Twitter for the last this current week as we filmed this. The whole discussion was about crack being recreational. Okay? So the person whose tweets rose to the top, he said this. This is the last thing I'm going to say on the subject, but some of y'all acting like if you hit some crack one time, you're going to turn into pookie. You're not. There's plenty of casual, functional crack smokers out there. You just see the ones strung out on the street, so that's your perception. My uncle being a consistent smoker for 30 years, he just got off for about a week on a bender, then came home like an outside cat. I ain't never been to a crackhead funeral, but been to plenty of funerals off opiates, alcohol, but never crack. Quite the opposite. I've seen feats of strength. I've seen a crackhead get hit by a car going a smooth 40 miles per hour, and not only did he get up and walk it off, he started skipping away and clicking in hills. Somebody responded to that and, say, Rich, and said, Richard Pryor, Rick Nelson, Whitney destroyed her voice along the way. There's many crack either destroy their ability to function dating or kill them. Don't understand this thread either or what he's trying to get at. And this person responded to that and said it's wild to re try to rebrand crack as a recreational drug you can smoke and quit at any time. Talk to and listen to 80s, 90s kids who live during the crack supervillain era. Crack is so dangerous. Do not try it. That response was by a crack defender. I'm sorry, but that's true. Crack isn't some super drug. It's not more addictive than opioids or alcohol. All drugs are used rec recreationally by most users. Also, crack didn't go anywhere. We just shifted the narrative all to other drugs. And somebody I follow said, Richard literally set himself on fire. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what are we talking about? I don't now, know. 
how people, why people are trying to, 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 um, yeah, rebrand crack while they're trying to give it better PR. Well, if you, if you, the defender, say your uncle just came home from a bender, like an outside cat, that's not recreational. If you haven't been a bender, tells me you came like an outside cat, that puts in my mind you was out there in the wind, nobody knew where you were, and then you just came back one day. That doesn't seem like recreational use. And and it is more addictive. Crack is one of those drugs that you only have to hit once and your body decides it wants that high again. You know how like with alcoholism, it usually takes people a couple of years for us to be able to say, oh, you're an alcoholic. Like it takes the seeing them do alcohol, drink alcohol at really inappropriate times, right? There is no appropriate time to do crack. There is no like, he was just stressed out. He needed to unwind. So he puffed on his, you know, pipe. He lit his spoon or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no. And to be like, it gives you superpowers. No, it makes you delusional. If you get hit by a car, get up, brush off and click your heels together. You're not in the street. You're in Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. You're not where everyone else is. That's why you look at chills. All I think it did was was dampen your pain uh, sensors in your brain. You your body still got injured. Yeah, at one hundred percent. I've had enough family members that have been addicted to crack. This is the dumbest thread I've ever seen. The dumbest. The way it is the dumbest. The way I've had to see my family members claw themselves out of the addiction of crack. These are people who, I, I, I don't know, to say, oh, your uncle showed up like a stray cat. Is that a good thing? That's a defense. Oh, y'all over there being sensitive about crack again. My uncle got, he was just gone off a bender. He got hit by a car. I ain't been to no crack funeral. I, I guarantee you. And also, here, this tends to happen on the internet. People assume that because it happened to them in their life and it that person handled it that way, that is the norm and the usual for everybody. And also, even your description of your uncle is not <laughs> recreational. It is. T- and he's like, you know, and somebody saying crack ain't gone nowhere. No, crack is still in our streets. But because of how, how bad it destroyed other people is the only reason why there was a like uh, a lesser amount of new crack users in these streets. It's kind of like, put it like this, you know how cigarettes, they have to keep marking the price up because people are going to keep smoking. That's because people don't die as quickly from cigarettes. People don't ruin their lives as quickly. So these campaigns about cancer and lung cancer, people are not string, uh, stringing it together fast enough because it's just like, but they lived 20 years before they died of lung cancer. Crack. You can see a person who was teaching middle school and then the next week, they in the, 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 the alleyway trying to trying to uh, give somebody a handy for a rock. You see the, the downfall happens very quickly. Very. How many, how many crack rocks does it take to get a handy? I take one puff. I'm going to give you some. <laughs> two yes. I'm going to give you a handy. Listen. Listen. It no. is very. 
I don't know why anybody would want to try to make crack seem not as addictive as it is. It makes no sense to me. Well, maybe it's the shame of it. Like, because his uncle is a heavy crack user, people are like, oh, he's a crackhead. No. First of all, it's recreational crack use, not crack abuse. Okay. And yes, he spends a couple of days outside a month on a crack bender, but then he comes home and we leave the back door ajar just for him. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but that doesn't mean what we're saying. Listen, listen, you know, is five margaritas, one crack. <laughs> that is no hell. That's 10 margaritas in one crack, 10 margaritas, 10 doubles, Cadillacs, salt rim. That's what crack little tiny crack rock is. I put just it down, crack head, put it down, crack head, put it, put it, put it down. Yeah. Crack. And this is this is how people should know crack is is whack. Okay. Crack is cheap. Okay. Is the 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 reason why this shouldn't even be an argument is look at where it was planted. If crack right. wasn't this highly addictive, right. life-destroying drug, it would have been an epidemic across all communities mm -hmm. in high amounts. Like uh like uh the reason, okay, so like where Coke is something that uh, was in more communities and especially wealthy people, they were, you know, they still take bumps to this day. They're like, just a bump. The, the, that's the only reason why we see these uh, fentanyl deaths is because yes. it's in Coke. If fentanyl was in crack, only a lot of black neighborhoods would have been affected and they would have killed us off. And you know, they don't care if no black folks die. Opioid is a crisis. Remember, if it's affecting white people, especially I think there was a heroin. I seen a thing on I think it was Vice. There was a heroin epidemic in like the Midwest and a whole bunch of suburban white moms was on heroin and they like we got to do something for them. But when black mom was on crack, it became a three strike law. You you want to put the black women in jail, but the, but the white women in, in 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 Minnesota, I believe it was, or Illinois, they got to have help. You can't have these moms out here on heroin. Listen, what I'm telling you is that the more dangerous drugs, the ones that are highly addictive, they're always going to be dropped off in our neighborhoods. We didn't used to have a bunch of pill poppers because they weren't giving us pain medications. So that was why you weren't hearing about that. Those are functioning people. Yeah. People who are pill poppers, those are people you can say they're it's highly addictive, but typically they can still function in life once they're high, kind of like a normal person. Crack, you're not going to be able to work like a normal person. You're not going to be able to communicate with people like a normal person. Like when a person is high, high on crack, they're not, they're not, they are one, they're nodding a lot of the time, like completely like got the, the Michael Jackson lean. Yeah, they're not actually able to then go and make money and still thrive in life. Where when you uh when you high on like an opioid, what was that pain medication they gave me when I had surgery? Percocet. Uh, it wasn't Percocet. It was the other Oxy. one. Oxy. Let me tell you. I, huh? Oxycodone. But I said yeah. I said it was accident, But I'm sorry. No, I was like, I, it, it cut out. That's the only thing. I had 
taking my medication once by accident before eating because I was so afraid to be in pain. I was like, it's time to take the medicine, take the medicine. And when I tell you, I ended up as high as a kite. Okay. I was in Walmart. And I, and I even recognized, I was like, Ooh, Ooh. I was like, I am high. I was like, However, I was still able to get all the groceries I needed. I didn't miss anything on that list. I'm I was sure. able to. I didn't. I didn't. My I wanna, mother. I want to see the tape, the video of you like Leonardo DiCaprio on Wolf of Wall Street, where he thought he walked to the car and then he was like, Angel probably, Angel probably got everything on the list, but it took her six hours before she <laughs> left that. He was popcorning, <laughs> child. She was getting the cereal. She was like. Popcorn. The only reason why I know it could it wasn't that recognizable, my mother-in-law was with me. And she didn't know that I was high. Mm. And I was just like, I was like, oh shoot. I was like, this is why people get addicted. This yeah. is fun. Crack is not that. <laughs> it is not the same God, thing. This is fun. Speaking of crack, Diedrich Hatton got in some hot water because his wife was twerking on him at his 50th birthday party. Take a look at the video. Well, this is the end, but you'll see at the beginning. Okay, how are you on Instagram? He's having a good time. Apparently the saints were not happy. And I'm just like, where do y'all think children's church kids come from? Let these people That's her husband. That's her husband. Josh, if your wife can't twerk on you for your 50th birthday party, what's the point of going out? I, uh, listen, he's a pastor, right? I don't know. No, Mace was a pastor. He was a rapper, then a pastor, <laughs> a rapper, then a pastor. Sometimes people be past. I know he has been a pastor. I don't know if he's currently serving as a pastor. He could be. He might be. But I is don't this, know. This is his second wife, yeah? Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure if this... I remember when he did the reality TV show, he got married, and I couldn't remember if this was the same uh, woman when he did the Real Pastors of LA or whatever it was called. The greatest reality show on earth. Oh my God! Today, oh, if Bald and Beautiful could review, if they brought that back, oh, oh I wouldn't review it. I was about to say, oh, we would have, but you and Melissa would be like, nope, we're speaking at their conference. Yeah, people would have been DMing me and texting me right oh. as over the episode. <laughs> Anyways, it, I, I'm not surprised by the 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 blowback. Like, let's not forget the church that we come from. The, the you know we were wearing stockings 15 years ago in the, the heat. first yeah in the heat the first lady only spoke on women's day so to okay yes thank you thank you it was not shade i just couldn't remember the woman's face and i was like is this the same one um this the church in the past i want to say decade has gone through a real awakening and how people want to present themselves and the public has changed. People are being less hypocritical and less secretive about their business that they do uh, behind the pulpit versus their business that they do behind closed doors. 
However, the people who are wearing the stockings are still alive. The pe you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there are so people. Who, the pe there are people who still want to wear stockings that are still wearing stockings. So I think it's, I think it's a little foolish for us to be like, why is the church upset? Because the church was not like this. The Bible this doesn't say, "Thou shalt not twerk upon thine husband, grind upon his loins." Where does it say, "Girdeth upon thy thine hips and thrust upon his pelvis"? I thought the marriage bed was on the phone. I know people say, well, "You do that in public. You got to do it in the, you can do the, do it in the privacy of your own home." No, I want y'all to see her throwing it back now. This was a main reason why I knew I did not want to be with a church boy, and it actually kind of turns my stomach to even think of that. Like, and trust and believe, there were church boys that were definitely like, "Well, this will just work out." <laughs> I knew that I would never be able to behave in a way to make other people feel comfortable about my walk. Yeah, you went to that prom when you was in high school. You ain't loved him for a long time. Listen, that's probably what they think. Yeah. Which is so funny. Being that I have such a traditional family, I had no children before I got married. I have very minimal bodies on my belt. You okay? shacked up. You shacked up. I did. I did. I'm glad that I did. I am glad. But yeah, no, I, I'm not surprised that people are great or like losing it, especially because he's a pastor. He's not just the minister. We expect things like this out of the minister of music. We expect the sex hate out of the minister of music. <laughs> we expect the whole scandal. Okay, and we if we don't expect it to be with the wife, we expect a sex tape with a, someone who they're not married to, and possibly we don't know the gender. You know what I'm saying? So, what out of the pastors, we typically expect a decorum that is just, you know. But Diedrich has always been. That's what I'm be saying, and this is what I don't like. And I listen, I, I, I'm not going to change nothing, and they ain't going to change neither. We just be making Christianity be just so boring. You just mm -hmm. can't do nothing fun. All you can do is go tear it on the mountain, side hugs, and, and this, is my, this, is my, this is my rock, and I love her. I want to be twerked on. Me and Melissa, listen, she twerked on me at her birthday party. I had my pants around my ankles. It was crazy. I had a I had a napkin tied around my head like a bandana. <laughs> having the time of our life. That's why I want to be a pastor because y'all, this I can do way more fun stuff, way more fun. <laughs> I want to do fun stuff so I cannot accept Sorry. The calling of pastorhood. I just want to be a regular. I want, and I have, this is the funny part. I have a lot of pastors who follow me and DM me that they like my videos, but they can't laugh publicly because people will be mad at them. Some that like roast me, but they can't talk about it. I mean, just, it, it's so annoying because you end up to pacify the people. You end up creating a version of yourself. That's not yourself. And the people who would like you, who would more see God, don't see that version. Shh, get out, angel. <laughs> You're out. And you're out too, Josh. You want to look at her? Everybody. <laughs> nah, I can't. Just I me. Empathize. Listen, I empathize for I empathize with you, Kevin. Trust and believe. 
I've been a content creator just as long as you have. And I remember when you all came out on the scene with really heavily church influenced content. And I made a, a very conscious decision to make sure most of <laughs> to make sure most of my content was not church related just because i know sometimes people because especially when it comes to black people in christianity how it is threaded into a lot of us it's very hard for us to allow somebody to have their own walk and their own point of view when it comes to christianity if it does not reflect what we believe and how we are supposed to be I even still have that problem sometimes, but there, there are very few Christian-based content creators that I will follow because I don't want to be that influenced by someone else, someone else's relationship to the religion that I prescribe to. So I feel for you because you started, the core of your audience comes from Kev is a church boy. He understands the walk that we've walked, but because Kev, the church boy, has had this whole evolution a lot of your people didn't have that evolution with you. So it's hard to like decide I'm going to let y'all see all of me. And you have every right to be like, y'all ain't ever going to get that side of me because I don't want to hear y'all's mouth. Listen, I, I get it. Listen, <laughs> that might be the, the number one reason it so the last post pandemic. There's a lot of stuff that I would have shared publicly and done. And it ain't really because I'm afraid anymore, although that was the case in the past. It ain't really because I'm afraid of blowback or things anymore. I, I'm 40 years old. All right. I, I don't. I'm 40. I ain't 39. I ain't 29 like Josh. I'm 40 years old. Some of it is to Angel's point. I just don't want to hear it. Whether you're wrong or right, I don't even care how you. I don't want to see no podcast topic come up. Kev, I don't care. The people who are very close. And it's not even like. There's this old saying that you're not the same person to any two people and nobody knows you're not even the same. You don't even present to yourself who you are. So mm -hmm. my closest friends get the version of me that is reserved for my close friends. Mm -hmm. My wife gets the version of me that is reserved for her. The people who consume my content get the version of me. That is reserved for them. Even the Patreon, like the stuff we do on Patreon on the bonus episode versus the, the main episodes and stuff. Even the Patreon gets a different version of me than the uh, than everybody else. And absolutely, like you, you put forth the version that is best for the business and the brand. But I also, Angel, I, I I think you clicked it in. Like I when I'm with my friend, and I don't be I don't be going crazy or nothing like that. But I just around my and eat, listen. My close friends, right, the ones who have come to my personal home, they get a version of me that's different than the people who are my friends who I just see around the industry or I know or whatever. Like, if you at my house on Mother's Day, you was a close friend. And if you live in L.A., not that you weren't there, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so I get why pastors probably get frustrated with this. That's why they be going on cruises and then they be drinking wine. They be like, yeah, I can finally be who I want and have a glass of wine at dinner and not have to worry about one of my members coming up and be like, Ooh, you drink. That's what I wanted to say. Well, you know what, <clears throat> what I, I will say to that. Hold on. One I think... No, hold up. Don't. I want to answer this real quick. Oh, and I was going to touch on that. That's yeah. Yeah. 
It's, yeah. it's not hard at all. Right. I, I want to say this. I, I'm not a different person. Right. But when I let me see how I can put this. Kev on stage is the perf- the most performative version of my personality. It's the most entertaining. When I meet people in the street at the airport after shows, they get the version of me that they see online. When Josh and I are walking over to the club, I'm I don't have to be what's up? Yeah, Josh, hey man, oh thank you so much. Because Josh is my friend. We just be like, yeah, man, that audience was great. The audience was whack. The club was small or da- whatever the case is, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not creating a version of myself. But when I'm perf- when I'm this podcast, I'm performing, right? I'm just performing. When I'm at home, I'm not performing for my family. When, when I'm hanging out with my friends, like, I, I don't, I feel like this makes sense. Because when I'm networking or at a networking event or something like that, these people aren't my friends like that. So I'm not like, chilling like i would if we were at angel's house on christmas like oh we just kicking it but if you don't understand that they do let me tell you they do understand because we all do it whether or not you are a uh influencer an actress we all present ourselves in different ways the thing is it's the the degree in which we do it your degree is a, a a little bit greater than mine i am authentic online there is still a couple of layers that I'm not giving to everyone in the world. Yeah. Same thing with when I show up to my kid's school. There is a version. There is the mother version of me, and especially at the private school. Yes, it's another layer of co- uh, code switching. Yeah. switching. Especially at the private school, there is only a certain layer that they're going to get me, get of me, because that's the layer that will best serve this situation. It's about what is going to be best for the situation and what is going to preserve me the best in the situation. And yeah. not all those layers are going to be like <clears throat> when I show up to a Delta event, Ratchet Angel typically is not joining. No margaritas, Angel. Um, we at a step show. But if I'm going to a chapter meeting, the very articulate master's degree, multiple master's degree earning angel is who shows up because that is the angel that will best serve that situation and will preserve me the best in that situation. So I get it. I I get it. There was a point of time though, if we're being completely honest, there was a point in time though, where it was more about worry for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think 1000%, I think that was a big part of the pandemic for me. And there, and and honestly, that was the biggest. That's why I read the Big Leap. That was the biggest. Um, but yes, I think Kevin definitely being so likable for so long on the internet, like there was no one. I mean, there were people who were haters of Kevin, absolutely, and that was just more from out of jealousy. But for the there he is. But for the most part, you have been a likable hold person. On, hold on. I I think that was why I was coming to my to a breaking point. Is because I was so worried about, I was so worried about what people would think. And then I realized what happened was with my best of intentions and a pure heart, people took that and created false mm-hmm. narratives about me. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, oh, y'all just going to make up what you want to believe anyway. 
okay so now i feel it was it was that the combination of the book the pandemic and all like all this stuff was happening at one time so then i was like oh y'all just gonna be okay that's that's gonna be how people are gonna take it anyway so if you're gonna be mad or glad or happy it will be for who i really am i will never uh feel comfortable creating a narrative that's not me like if i was still doing church videos and acting like you know this and that and acting like i don't drink and i that's what i would be like okay now you're creating a whole different version of yourself i just am i i'm even if i cussed every day in my life which i don't but even if i did that still doesn't mean i would cuss every day in a podcast like no and, and people you, you gotta prove it to me i ain't got to do a doggone thing i'm 40 years old come I on grown-ass man up in this yeah, beach come on uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with being a church kid. We, as much as we know now as adults that we, our salvation comes by grace and not works, that faith without works is dead. I feel like that has a stronger hold on us. So it's like we have to, oh, no, it's not even that. It's about the, the fruits. It's about we want to bear the fruits that are, connected to this tree that we're supposed to be connected to that is supposed to be of God. So when we don't look and act a certain way, we feel as though people are going to then pass judgment on how Christian and how Christ-like we are. And unlike, unlike yourself, I experienced that at a young enough age at 17 or 18, 17 years old that I quickly got to the, oh, well then all y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> when I knew, when I knew I wasn't doing nothing wrong, okay, this yeah. is what Angel was super saved, girl. Put a cape on my back. Let's go fast. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go intercede. Okay, we gonna have play church and it's gonna turn into real church for no reason. Yeah, that's when I was that chick. So I get it. I I say all this to say is that I get it. It's a great evolution. And Dietrich had it. I feel like he has shown us multiple times that he too does not give two farts. He had, he was living with his whole fiance while he was On a pastor. Bible. He said, ain't nowhere in the Bible where it say anything about shacking up being wrong. Ain't nowhere. I was like, oh, this nigga don't care. He does not, he care. What y'all say about his wife twerking on him at his 50th period. And listen, I'm going to tell you what as well. Somebody said this in the comments on the Patreon, and I couldn't, I couldn't uh, capture capture it. Right? Um, they were saying that um, be, being who you are, that evolution, you will lose some parts of your audience. You'll gain new ones. If uh, <clears throat> there, there's a variety of Christian influencers. Everybody from me, and I don't mean like range wise. I'm just like naming them, just for for this example. There's Carlton Banks. There's me. There's uh, Anna Douglas. There's just Whitney. There's there's Charlene. All varying degrees. Lexi, right? You choose the person you like, and and follow them, right? And I think Josh and the Patreon said it's about how you present to God, and I think that's really what this is what settled in my spirit. Nothing in my life that I do do I feel ashamed about it with my relationship with God. I, and I, and the first people I lied for before I was kept on stage, you want to talk about presenting was the people in my church and my family and trying to present a version of myself. That was the most palpable. So you talk about code switching at its best. I did that 
the most at church. I'm actually more consistent now. And and you can't affect or impact my relationship with God, no matter how I feel. And I'm going to tell you what helped me is, is being a, around a lot of people who I thought were one way and I thought were living one way and they was different. And I'm like, well, their their lives, their messages, their music still impacts me. So God can still use them. And I don't even believe that, uh, nor is it my place to worry about their relationship with God. So all in all, I, I don't want nobody who don't want to be here. No way. If you don't like me, the, 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 the songwriter said, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. I'm going to do what I'm doing over here. And, and to Dedrick Hatton, you do what you do and let the people who be mad be mad. And he actually made this point. Like, he was like, I think we can agree or disagree, but it don't have to be so foul and filthy all the time. Like, y'all came at me crazy. You don't have to agree. But you, they not only do people not agree, they want to put you in the hell. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let me, this is the last thing I'll say on that. <clears throat> As far as an angel, as a as a Christian woman, in why I behave the way I behave, and why I don't be caring, I know now that how much bigger the world is. I feel like growing up, the world seemed a lot smaller, and it was like you should already know what I know about Christ, and so. <laughs> If you haven't accepted yeah, him, that's because you want to go the dark and evil ways. As I began to see, there are so many people who have lived lives that look so different than me. I yeah. realized the version of a Christian that I wanted to present to them, just in case I was the closest connection they got to Christ, was one that was showing acceptance in love and compassion, because I feel like the versions that they saw from far away were so mean and so judgmental. And it took me time to get because I was the mean, I was the mean and judgmental one when I was younger. Yeah, so was I. I was very much so. So once I got to be around people who didn't look like me, who were doing the things that were very much so preached against in the pulpit and all of that, but also being able to see their heart, I wanted them to see my heart. And I wanted my heart to be a reflection of Christ. And that is someone who came for all of us. And I think a lot of people who see Christian content creators want them to make content for other Christians, where that has not ever been my calling. My calling is not, now Christians can enjoy my, my content, obviously, but I want other people to enjoy it as well. Go ahead, Josh. And adding to that, Angel, they want to make uh, content for other Christians, but also Christian content that's a reflection of their own theology. Yes. Yes. That's what I realized so much of the Internet to that point, Josh, is that and everything. I uh, People were mad at Letaris Woodfield, um, how he uh, was laughing during the interview with Denea. And they're like, I think this is more serious. I think he should have done this. And maybe he thinks he should have interviewed her the way he wanted to. I don't think he was being disrespectful. And she seemed to be very, very comfortable with him. But people want you to make the content for them the way they want you to do it for the people, even if that's not who they like. And that's what used to piss me off about church folk. They're like, don't cuss, don't cuss, don't cuss. We shouldn't, you shouldn't be cussing, Kev. And then when I go talk about power, the same people are like, man, that episode is crazy. They have power, they have sex, uh, drugs, cussing, murder, all in there. You watching all this, you... You 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 consuming this either way. Like, well, but from you, it's different. 
well, is it wrong or is it wrong from a person? <laughs> like, and this is before I even talk crazy like this. And I feel like just 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 do what you want and leave me out of it. Just hush is what I <laughs> just hush to me, Kevin, because I can't keep up. There's every single person on earth has an opinion on how you should do something and the way you should do it. I'd be barely, I'd be barely able to uh do what I want to do. I disappoint myself. You hush. I disappoint myself. I do. And I'm, I don't even know how we start talking about me because I, I, I do get annoyed with it. Oh, that's right, Angel. Uh, I stopped making most of my church content very early because I was like, I don't want to be doing churches in these same old jokes. And I've seen some old school church comedians who be running them same jokes. And I'd be like, I don't mind that field of material. There's nothing left for me. When I do find something to put on there, I do, but as a comedian, I was bored with that content. I uh, rest on your feet on tonight. I could do those jokes in my sleep and no yeah. disrespect to anybody doing that stuff. But as it was a low hanging fruit for you, low hanging fruit. Now, if you see my set this year, you might not think I'm safe because some of the, the leaps I've made uh, comedically actually come from being in the church so much. Uh, so I'd be curious how people think about it, but I also don't care. Like, I feel really happy with what I'm doing. And I think it's very funny and creative and interesting and it's exciting to me. And if I wanted to go back and do a whole church set for an hour, I probably could make a killing and probably sell out all over the nation. Three, four thousand. I could probably be I probably could make millions just running the church circuit and doing the literal same joke. I honestly, we did the Playmakers set for like 10 years straight. Not one joke different. Nothing changed. And we just did it and I was like, I can't do it no more. I, I just can't. I gotta go. I gotta do something else. I'm glad that you are. We got to the topic because you were saying something that was describing yourself, even though you weren't trying to describe yourself. And so I had gotten close to the camera. That's why we got I was like, huh? I don't like you. That, really, if we're being honest. I know. I don't care. I, I wish you would never do that. <laughs> No, I'm so sorry. I know you hate when I call out you what the things that you do. But you all, you the 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 curtain behind the Wizard of Oz exists for a reason. You y'all, this who he really is. You ain't got to do that. Ain't nobody told you. Leave leave the wizard back behind the curtain. Let me tell you why, because that's when I know you're phoning it in. And I think that you are so freaking clever. I'm like, get that sh out of here. You just playing like you dumb. You're not dumb. Stop. Stop. Less, think less of me. That's your problem. You think too much. Think lowly. No, don't think highly. Don't think of Let me be mediocre. A C student still don't graduate. A two point mm -hmm. no. is just fine. Don't get you out of that school. Let me tell you, that is a pet. It is actually a pet peeve of mine, and that's probably why I do it. I hate for mm. people to pretend like they don't know how dope they are, and for them not to operate in it. I it actually irritates me. So that's probably we're seeing probably just you know some shedding of that of me being like, why is he doing that? Stop. But you know, you're a grown man. I'm sorry. I know I do well, it to you all the time. Hmm? Let you let what? Me be grown. 
I know I'm letting you be grown, but I'm gonna be grown over here too, and I'm gonna be talking. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Listen, somebody said it really does bother Angel. You can tell it do it do. That's why it comes out so quick. I'll be like, oh, he's over here playing like he can't add. I'm when bad at math. Three plus three. You know what it is. You know what it is because it it is kind of like punching down, but at yourself when it's not really what you're doing. And so I just be. I just be, I don't mind self-deprecating jokes when they're coming from a real place. But when I'm like, sir, it, it, it takes a lot. I'll try to do better, Kevin. No, I'm not. Why am I lying to you? I'm sorry. I was about to say I was going, I'm not going to. I'm sorry. This is what you got. I apologize that this is what you ended up pairing with is a woman I that's just like, what is that? Huh? I had one chance in life, one chance when you said, what version do you want of me? And I think about that day often when you said, I could be, your, you know, you, do you want Robin? I think you said that. Do you want Robin from Howard Stern? Yes, I did. My full self. And I was like, no, nah, your full self. And then we get, we get, you, you get five margaritas, which is what I wanted. But then you get, <laughs> what's behind this curtain? Oh, y'all, he's over here. He's over here. <laughs> see, I want to pick and choose the pieces that I want. I don't. You got me the combo meal. I don't. I don't want that. I want to. I want pick my. Well, I want my bowl. I don't listen, want number seven. But I never pull the curtain when it's something that I feel like you are trying to protect. But when I see you just do, I'm like, nigga, why? Stop. Mm -hmm. But if you really try to protect something, yeah, I'll be. Uh, <laughs> I no to Angel. I'm not good at math. I done told y'all. I don't know two times three. That I'm telling you, it is, and it's also because I'm the mother of four black boys, and I would probably lose my entire shit if I ever saw them trying to belittle a talent or a skill they actually had. Mm. I went off on Sai yesterday because he was like, they have to do, they have to speak at Children's Day. Well. Kai is getting to speak. He said, the teacher asked who was a speaker. And I told her I was. And so I said, I am not. I am not a speaker. That's like 4,000. He said, it's going to be like 4,000 people. It's going to be like maybe <laughs> 300 people there of the parents. And he's like, I am not a speaker. I said, excuse you? He was like, I'm not a speaker. I said, don't you ever say that again. I was like, now say I am a speaker. He was like, I'm a speaker. I was like, no, come come here. Say it louder to me in my face. <laughs> He's like, I am a speaker. I said, I don't believe you. I was very, I went, I told him again this morning. I was like, how dare you? How dare you? You could say, that, <laughs> you, could say you don't enjoy it. You could say it's not your preference, but you are very much so capable and very articulate. Listen, I can't do it. I can't do it, Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think you're sorry at all. Let that baby say he he's going to want to speak to four thousand people. <laughs> I said what? to speak life. You got to speak life. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. That's why I be speaking on. That's what I'm doing, Kevin. I'm speaking life. You're not. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't life to me. It's it life is. to you. It's life to you, Kevin. You good at math? Stop lying to these people. No, three times three. You're going to make me punch the shit. 
Kevin, play singing. Kevin, you can sing. Pissing me off. I do. That pisses me the all the way off when people pretend like they can't sing and then they be like, I'd be like, you. I really don't think I can sing. I think I just hit some notes every once in a while. That's really what it is. You do know you. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, you have an impeccable ear, and uh, you you uh, your the way you're able to maneuver your voice is a lot better than what I would have thought. Like it's actually good in a lot of ways. Now, this is this is why Angel be catching me because listen, all their jokes come aside when it comes to that check or calculating them ticket sales or them expenses. Boy, when I tell you, it'd be beautiful mind over here. I was looking at a. So we're very close to getting the London dates for Bald Ball Brothers. And when I tell you, boy, these Live Nations and the AEGs, boy, I said, boy, these expenses be, it be, before you have sold a ticket, you done paid them straight up. Mm. So I was calculating how they, they got online spending, print, radio, TV, um, any kind of media. And I tell you, my mind picked up all those numbers. And I said, hey, man, now that's too much. And my agent was like, you put that in your head? And I said, two, one, two, three. <laughs> you put that dollar sign with them two lines or that one line? That junk snap into focus. I said, hey, man, that's about to be 10 grand in, in, in media. I don't, we don't need to spend all that. He was like, well, you know, that's going to come back to you. If you don't. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I need the detailed report on what they spent, when, and how. And he was like, dang, most people don't look at that. Listen, when you come to counting my pocket, I need to see the itemized. I'm going to tell you the moment in my life it changed. My first paycheck, I don't know how nobody told me that you don't get all the money of the hours you worked. I said, who FICA is? Who's the sin? Who am I paying into all? And that's one thing that pissed me off about being American. Every other week, politicians be like, Social Security going to be gone by the time y'all turn 65. I done paid in it for 40 years. What you mean it's going to be gone? Where's my piece? Just put mine in Kevin Frederick's name. Put it aside. Put me, just give it back to me. How mine gonna be gone from? I I paid it. People got to spend mine. Right. I, I ain't gonna spend theirs. Listen, what my FICA win? It's wrong. So Kevin, so you want me to when you be like I'm stupid, Kevin? <laughs> you want me to be like <laughs> so dumb? I want you to give me applesauce. Oh, it's okay, little little idiot. Uh -huh. I want to drink. Mm, I lost that is when you'll know that I don't respect you. Once I, I start you, doing that, I want chicken nugget. <laughs> you say you, you do that, you won't respect me. Yeah, that's when you'll know. You know how you be like, Angel, you don't respect me, and I'm like, I actually have a load of respect for you. That's when you're gonna know. Oh, this woman don't respect me, not Nambit. <laughs> Your respect is come behind a curtain and be like, he ain't good at math, y'all. <laughs> he can see. Because I'm like, no, y'all going to recognize this man as a genius. Hilarious. Give him the respect he deserves. Well, I'm just thankful you are who you are, Andrew, because, boy, you is. I, I was, if, if I'm Jordan, then you are Pippin. And he was playing, but he wouldn't win no championships. Josh is Pippin. I am the crazy one. You is not Rodman, Angel. I'm Rodman. Well, you are not Dennis Rodman. Angel. Oh, Aritas, I'm a player. <laughs> That is Rodman. More, uh, low key, Rodman was just acting crazy. He was actually a doggone geometric genius. He was he was applying geometry to rebounds. I was like, man, what is you doing? He was like, yeah, I do all that. Then I got to go to Vegas and have sex and get drunk because all that be in my mind. 
Him and four four Phil Jackson was like a low-key racist this whole time. I didn't even know. He was being quiet. He's high-key big racism. He was like, you listen to your rap music on the plantation. I said, Phil, just hush. Just yeah. hush. Yes. All right, That's guys. Scotty. Come on, Michael. And I'll be Rodman. No, nah, Angel. Now, you belittling yourself. You is more than Rodman. Rodman did what? I thought Rodman was essential. Yeah. They won three championships without Rodman. Okay, well, I mean, you did too. But well, it got it got better. <laughs> Listen, it got better. We you love you guys. Again, I want to tell you, we said that at the top of this episode. Uh, this summer is a little bit more hectic than usual, so we'll probably be more virtual. We're trying to shoot, but uh, we're, we're taking our kids on an HBCU tour for basically the whole month of June. I'm going to be gone from L.A. from like June 6th for a minute. Uh, so, golly, yeah, you Patreon gone for people. It. Patreon people, y'all, you get the best version of us because you, you pay for that um, result and version. So it, if it comes to somebody getting something, it's gonna be them, and then everybody else, y'all don't get next. You just, you know, you know how Pastor like, got. You might, you might get a rerun. That's it. Like, you know, but it won't be a rerun to you because it it was a bonus episode, so it, <laughs> it may still be first. You go, ahead, Angel. I, I need to add this at the top. I need to do my church announcement. I have to talk about, I need to say the tour and I realized that I didn't. So if, once we close it out, if we can plug what I'm going to say. I got a church announcement June 11th in Hollywood. Marcus and I will be live. Is this going to cause an argument? And it's more than just the podcast. It is a full live show. Tickets are going fast. We pretty much, I think we sold out of all of our VIP tickets. So do not wait. Come see us. Listen, because the margaritas, fall margaritas, come on, uh, 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 they're going to be pouring. All right. See you there. All right, y'all. We love y'all. We'll see you Tuesday for Bottom of the Beautiful. No, here's the thing on Tuesday. Uh, and we'll just update you along the way on Patreon. And also join the Discord because Patreon has been tripping the last couple of days. I've noticed there's a couple posts that I put up that, even I didn't get a notification about. So Patreon's ever tripping. Tripping cat will put in check Patreon for the link. Uh, but I'll make sure to check a couple more times because I'm actually signed up to my own Patreon just so I make sure the link goes out. So God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you at the conference. Bye. There's another bang of fire. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another one. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another bang of fire. With my boy Kevin stays. And that chick angel.